Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome to RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live from Le Triomphe Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open. First round will be teeing off shortly, despite foggy and slightly chilly conditions. Out of the course, we got fog, we have 48 degrees, but I'm telling you, first round action will be beginning in the next hour or so out here for one of the best events in Acadiana and in the state of Louisiana. I'm your host, the big, bald, and beautiful one. Slightly sore, and you know what? Slightly proud this morning. I'm Raymond Parks III, better known as RP3. Of course, I'm out here broadcasting live. That means the producer extraordinaire, fiance extraordinaire, and a woman who can troubleshoot a remote kit with the best of them. The one and only Hannah Five Names is back in the game studio. Hannah, good morning. How are you? I, I'm fantastic. I'm slightly stressed because before I go to the awards for our lovely station today, I had somehow do my makeup in the next three and a half hours. How I'm doing that while doing a station, like while running a show, while editing a show, while... Getting stuff set up for another, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it all, but it's fine. I got this. I believe in myself. We believe in you. Thank I you. believe in you. Boom, I, you got I this. I think the whole world wants to know, though, Ray, is how many golf balls oh, did you lose? Okay, did we do an over-under on this? Did we talk about this in the last we, couple of days? We have talked about it by people. Some people said you're going to lose like 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to lose like the record. When I... Met up with you the last time before I left for the day. I think you were said you were at six. I do believe that was whole eleven. Almost, yeah. yeah, and you did almost lose one on the ground when I literally met you at the next hole. Um, luckily, you got it out the mud. But <laughs> yes, thankfully the, the mud stopped it from rolling into the <laughs> woods. Is what happened there. Uh, the I lost a total of eight golf balls during yesterday's. At yesterday afternoon's Pro-Am, which I count as a major success. Yes, yes. Give it up for your boy. Give it up for your boy. I am, that's, I'm very proud. You, you almost, you did you get pretty good when I came up to you, and then I don't know what happened after that for the next You were my good luck charm, <laughs> five names, because I actually, I only had a few moments yesterday. Just a few. And I, so, so here's, here, so I lost eight, eight golf balls. I lost five in the water. 
here along the course. And at first, I didn't lose any for like the first, I don't know, four or five holes. I was rolling right along. I was feeling good about myself. I was like, yeah, what's up? And then, oh, uh, drink. And then drink again. And my favorite one, I also hit it into someone's yard, which is not uncommon out here at Le Triomphe. Our contest winner, who was having a ton of fun, right? An absolute, was having an absolute blast with us out here yesterday. And, of course, he got to win the Stealth Driver, a dozen golf balls, and and whatnot. And you've heard him there on a promo earlier. But Benjamin Bow, he was our contest winner. Engineer, was rocking the Raging Cajuns gear yesterday. And we were having a good time. We were kept joking with each other back and forth of who was going to be the worst golfer on the Pro-Am team. And so we get to this, oh man, I forget what hole it is. I have it written down somewhere. So we're on the tee box and he just drills his shot. And it's it, it you can hear it just pops. It's just, oh, oh, you're like, wow, man, that's a good shot. But it went way right. When I say like way right, I mean way right. I know it wasn't a tee shot. No, it was our second shot because we both had hit it in the water with our tee shot. So we drop with the one guy in our group that did not hit it in the water. So we all take a drop right there, but it's right by, near some houses. So we're trying to hit it from the other side of water, try to bypass the houses on our right in the trees in front of us and hit it back into the fairway. But he just goes right up there and just drills it and hits a house. <laughs> Hopefully and, a window, right? No window. No, no window. No, 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 no glass crashing. <laughs> so you hear it, and I'm like, oh, man. I, said, I, was, like, I was like, dude, I, said, oh, I think you inspired me because I was trying to make him feel better. You know, we're cracking jokes. We're having a good time. It's the pro-am, right? And then I get up there, and I hit a monster shot, and mine just follows the same exact path. So we believe mine hit someone's swing set in their backyard and his hit their house. So we hit the water and then hit somebody's house. So, yeah, that was not a productive hole for your boy. RP3. Uh, only lost eight. Five in the water. And, yeah, I lost five in the water. And I do believe three in the woods. That's fantastic. So... So there was one hole that I hit, hit it, I hit it onto the green. I chipped it, and I chipped it onto the green, and it was going so fast. Hey, there we go. Going so fast that it got onto the green. I was like, "Yay!" It bounced in front of the green, got onto the green. I was like, "Yay!" And then it just kept. Just kept going, just kept rolling onto the green. And then I'm like, okay, it's just on the other side. So I'll walk over there, and I got my pitching wedge in my hand, and I got my putter in my other hand. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to chip this on here, and I'm going to try to put put in and, you know, make, my feel, make myself feel better. And then I realized that it gained so much momentum because the backside of the green was essentially a steep hill down into a coulee. Yeah, I, I didn't find my ball. I didn't find my ball. My favorite water story, though, from yesterday, from me golfing in the Pro-Am, was 
he, and, and once again, our contest winner was part of this too. So we're, we're, we're struggling a little bit, Ben and I. And so he hits, and there's one shot where you're approaching the green, and the green is elevated. And you have to get over this small little coulee that's, that's filled with rocks on both sides. You know, big, huge rocks on both sides. Well, he hits, he tries to hit one, it hits the rocks on one side and bounces back onto the other side. I, my shot's next, so I do the same thing, but my shot's a little bit different. It doesn't, it doesn't track the same way. And it, and it lands, it, it high arcs, it lands on the other side, hits one of those rocks, and then bounces up by like 20 feet in the air. And comes back over onto this side. At least I thought it came back over on this side. So I walk up there, and Ben's like, yeah, I, th- "I think you're in the water." And I go up there, and it's a little. But my ball's right there, but it's in the mud. So I just I, I scoop it out with my my wedge, and I'm like, "Hey, I I, I kept my ball. I saved my ball." I was like, "I'm not going to lose another ball, right?" And then I drop it, and then I skip the top of the golf ball and put it right directly into the coulee and there'd be no recovering it that time so th- th- those were the, some of the moments where you're like because it's a pro-am you play best ball and then you just pick up when you get to par so no one can shoot over par right it's built so you're not out there shooting a bogey a double bogey uh you know triple bogey and having an absolute meltdown so when you get to the point where you've parred you just pick up so there were many occasions yesterday where I wasn't even on the putting surface, and I was like, "Okay, I've reached my limit, and I'm I'm, I'm slowing us down. <laughs> I've, I've I've reached my limit." And uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time though. It was a good time. I actually did have a few good shots throughout the day. Five names, not the one that you documented on TikTok. <laughs> that was not one of the good shots. And a half feet, that ball went. It went yeah, down. <laughs> That was a lot of that yesterday. There's a lot of that yesterday. We had you did pretty good the hole that I was at. You almost had a birdie. Yes, I yeah, I was thank you. Thank you. That was one of that that was one of my better uh better performances uh of the day. I did have a couple of good moments. Did I win us any holes yesterday? No. No, no, no. There was none there was there was there was none of that. There was none of that. Um did I have some moments? Yes. I had an attempt on hole number eight for birdie. And I putted, and it was a screamer. It just was perfect. Just It was just going right there, five names. And I hit it too hard. That's the one that you were on. That was hole eight. And I, that's when I hit the pin. I was so far out with my putt attempt that they didn't pull the pin out with the flag. So it came and it just I, I hit it just too hard and it hit the pin and bounced instead of going into the hole. So that was my best chance of actually scoring a birdie yesterday. It was on hole number eight. I almost oh no I'm sorry that was number eleven that I almost had the birdie. On hole eight, that's the one that's surrounded by water. Everywhere that you go, I actually drove. I was stunned. I actually drove off hole number eight. Now, we were hitting off the blue tees, admittedly. Anyone out there that's golf out here at Lake Jerome Golf and Country Club, you're like, well, where, where where, were you hitting from? No, we were hitting from the blue tees. So, 
actually got it onto the dance floor, had a birdie attempt there. And as a team, we actually had all of us get on get on there, and we actually got a birdie on that hole as as a team. So I got onto the green with my drive on hole number eight, the par three. I almost had the birdie putt that hit the pin and bounced out on hole 11. So I'm feeling good. I finally got warmed up and stopped, you know, playing like pabon, as our good friend Kevin Foote would say. But it was 13 where I hit the rocks and then lost the ball, which was which was amazing. I was like, oh, oh, here it is. I'm, I'm being I'm being humbled. But I did have my best drive of the day, and that was on 14 five names. I drove it down the middle of the fairway. The only time I did that all day, all 18 holes was that first was that one hole, hole 14, and I drove it 213 yards. Our co-worker, our colleague from Delta Media who was on the team, Tom Poehler, he brought his rangefinder out there and he measured it for your boy. So I had some moments. I had had a few sensational moments. You didn't document them at all, uh, by the way. But that's okay. That's okay. You uh, you were doing other things. I did, though, immediately. I texted <laughs> after our first. So just to let y'all know, me and uh, the afternoon producer, the, me and the afternoon host, Matt Miguez, we decided we were going to go find Ray once we got there at 3 o'clock to see where he was. It was the, it was the, it was the worst time to do it. It was so the worst time, came, apparently. Cause we were on the 14. farthest part of the course. It was fantastic. Where the trailer's at. We literally, so. we passed we passed two holes, and I immediately texted <laughs> Kenneth, and I said, babe, I don't have to work out on Friday. I began workout in today. He was like, I got home. He was like, what do you mean by that? I said, have you been on the golf course? I'm just wondering, because I passed 17, 16, then I passed like four, five, and six, and I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going. Uh, I found it. We had a final listener, Brandon. He's one of the uh, staffers at the Light Triumph golf country club oh nice and he was like oh, yeah yeah you're you're that you're that one girl in the station i said yeah that's me one girl <laughs> you're the one girl at the station yes so, yes thank you um, thank you that's me thank you for to, listening. yeah i was like where's we probably for our boss the, the big bald and beautiful one it was like what it was like rp3 and company and they're like oh y'all are on the game i was like yep that that's us so <laughs> it was a fun time learning about that yeah, that yeah when like, you, you guys arrived <laughs> Because we teed off on 18, because, you know, there, there's so many uh, pairings. And it was actually, it took us like five and a half hours to go through this. Because it was five of us, you know, pro-am. So you have myself, it was Tom Poehler, it was Blake Hampton, who, by the way, is an absolute beast on the course, by the way. He's not even a professional golfer now. He's a member here, and he's a real estate developer. But my man can, whew, man, he can play some golf. So we had... Myself, Tom Poehler, Blake Hampton, of course, our winner, Benjamin Bow, and then our Corn Ferry Tour Pro was Augusto Nunez. And oh man, that cat can man, man, he can play, he can play some golf. There there were moments where we just sat back and just, you know, he he always hits first and he hits from the professional tees. He does he's not hitting from the blue tees like us. And the the players actually walk the course. We're in carts. They did. I uh, mean, Matt looked at us like, wait, how is it the pros? Well, that's walking. The other the people pros, are on the gone. <laughs> the pros walk because for them, they have to walk for the tournament. They're not in carts for the tournament. So they go ahead and they just walk anyway, and that gives them another opportunity to make notes and say, okay, this is going to work here. This is going to, you know, on this hole you need to do this. And uh, his caddy, 
Nunez's caddy actually gave me some tips. He says, he says your 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 swing is too too long, too long. Shorten it, shorten it. I said, okay, thank you. So we just watched him a, a lot of the times and go, how's he doing that? Like, how does he do that? How how does he hit it out the bunker like that? And on the last hole, see, so we teed off on eighteen because that was our pairing. So we had to tee off on eighteen. And then we came around and, and started back on one. And then so our last hole was 17. So when you guys arrived, we were on the far end of the course from you guys. So, yeah, I, I saw you I saw you and Miguez kind of huffing it, going, oh, my God, there he is. We found him. Oh, yeah. Then I had to hurry up, but I came by myself <laughs> to come find you. And I saw you all starting to tee off. I was like, crap, all right, run. And I'm in Converse. I'm literally running just so I can get a one shot of your like your actual tee off. I was like just running. And people were like just, looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, I'm trying to get to my balls. It's just, just you're, you're a champ. Did you get you some of that corn mock chew, though, that I was telling you about? A Bear Specialty Meats. I did uh, was, not. Was, uh, doling it out with some, some delicious pork. Um, I did some have some for steaks. lunch, though, actually, because uh, Kenneth's work, one of their main sides is corn mock chew. So every time I go, I usually there will get is. a double side of it because that's the only really side I really like is that they're mashed potatoes. <laughs> so corn mock chew is what I had for lunch yesterday. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, it was, it, it was a tremendous time. Out here, of course, we'll talk more about the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross when Danny Jones joins us live this morning, 8.30. He's scheduled to stop by our trailer out here on the golf course. And, and quickly, before we hit our timeout, just want to thank our sponsors that allow us to be out here to help make this happen, to broadcast from a great event like this. And that's, of course, Tibbs Trailers. You thinking trailers? Think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan. Rope Soap and Dope, Acadiana's workplace authority for over 20 years, offers supplies for all your industrial, safety, and janitorial needs. You can find them online, ropesoapanddope.com, or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant, you're always welcome to light it up at the Cigar Merchant, Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located in the Oil Center, and of course, Golf Connection USA. You can find them at golfconnectionlouisiana.com. That tailor-made stealth driver that our contest winner Ben was using yesterday, oh yeah, they have that, and a large variety of golf bags and shoes. You can find them at 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. we got to take a timeout. More RP3 and Company, live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer. Or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
If you haven't joined the game Clubhouse yet, you can find it at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. If you haven't joined our Clubhouse yet, it's free to do so. It's easy. It's free and it's easy. I mean, excuse me. It's free and it's easy. And once you become a member, you'll have the opportunity to score great stuff, great items that we will give you, like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. woo Man, you can have a good time there. You can have a good time at Cypress Bayou, Mr. Lester's, and Mabel's Kitchen. They were at the Taste of the South event, sponsored by the Chittimacha Louisiana Open on Tuesday. Got to sample some of the goods. Trust me, you will have a great time. If you've never been to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse or Mabel's Kitchen down at Cypress Bayou, you will enjoy yourself. You want to win these gift certificates. Once again, $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's, a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen, but you can only win those by becoming a member of our clubhouse. That's can be found at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. So go sign up today. It's free to do so. We spent today so far talking about my legendary performance in the Pro-Am. And it was legendary. But NCAA tournament, men's tournament, officially kicks off. Yes, we had the first four games. And last night's game was a bit of a thriller, right? That Notre Dame-Rutgers game was ridiculous. But now the field is set. And now you have first-round action today. Also, 5-12 upsets. They've become a tradition in the NCAA tournament. And that leads us to our poll question of the day. Which 5-12 upset are you thinking is going to happen? Which one are you betting on, so to speak? for the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Let's look at these 5-12 upsets while we have an opportunity, shall we? Over in the West region, that's the top left part of your bracket, if you're not familiar. UConn out of the Big East is going to be taking on New Mexico State. That has been a very trendy pick to be the 5-12 upset. New Mexico State's been playing very well. They have a lot of guys on their team that have been to the NCAA tournament, so they have that experience, which a lot of times plays a role in these upsets. So that's been your big, trendy 5-12 upset pick for the NCAA men's tournament. You go down to the east portion of the bracket. Indiana, they beat Wyoming in the first four game. You're essentially a play-in game. The Hoosiers also had a great run at the Big Ten tournament. So they feel like they're a dangerous team. They're taking on the five-seed St. Mary's, and that's the one that's going to be hard to pick because St. Mary's, a lot of people like to possibly make a little bit of a run here, upset some of those higher-seeded teams. People think this St. Mary's team is really good, like a Sweet 16, maybe an Elite 8 type of team good. But they're taking on an Indiana team that has been playing immense immense good basketball of late. So that's a tricky one in that 5-12 matchup. If you go over to the south, that's your top right part of the bracket. Houston UAB. Houston, man, they're really good. The Cougars are really good, and they deserve to be the 5 seed. UAB is the 12. Some people are going to pick that. They are. I mean, Houston's coming off a great tournament run a year ago. 
I know I've, I've already talked to some folks. They like UAB here. I don't know if I do. I think I'm picking Houston here to move on and not be upset in the 5-12 game. And then the final 5-12 matchup is down in the Midwest region. That's Iowa taking on the Spiders of Richmond. Hawkeyes versus the Spiders. Iowa had a good season. They did. They had a good season in the Big Ten. I don't know enough about Richmond, but I do know Iowa has fallen victim to first-round upsets. Most famously, Northwestern State took them down with a game-winning three-pointer. That's been, what, about 10, probably longer than that now, 10, 15 years ago. That was the Demons of Destiny team for Mike McConaughey, who, by the way, just retired as the Northwestern State's longtime men's basketball coach. So those are your 5-12 matchups. Five names before we take our time out. Who do you like? I know you've been already working these brackets. You're a bracketologist. Who you got? Who's oh, your yeah, 5-12 yeah. upset five names? Yeah, you, you, you asked me to give you the answers of what they were, and I was like, I think I know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> I you asked, did. I by, asked the way, by the way, she left me a bracket here in the trailer. I have to brag on I you did. for those watching on the simulcast uh, on Stadium Network and on LUS Fiber. Um, she went ahead and, for the first day of first four, she went ahead and put the scores. She put the scores oh, of, of the so teams nice. that won. That's so nice. So sweet of you. All right, who do you got? Who do you like as your 5-12 upset? Well, see, this is what I'm going to do is I'm going to think with my lovely head of um, our listeners, and I'm going to be in Texan Acadiana's corner, and I'm going to go with the Houston Cougs. But that's not an upset. But I like them better than I like UAB. No, but that's not the upset. There's always a 12 seed that beats a 5 yeah. seed. It's the 5-12 upset. So well. which 12 seed is going to upset a 5 seed? Because that wouldn't be an upset. I mean, Houston's expecting to win. Yeah, I still like them better. But, okay, if I go the upset, but they might go. But that's not the upset. I know. I'm going to go with Indiana. She's going with Indiana to pull off the 5-12 yeah. upset. I like that. You just got so distracted by Texan and Acadiana I being, did. Being, being, being nice. Um <laughs> 5-12, yeah, everyone's tra training that UConn-New Mexico State. I get that. Indiana-St. Mary's, though, is is intriguing, especially the way Indiana's been playing. So that's our poll question of the day. We want you to go vote on that. Leave your comments on Facebook and the Twitterverse, of course. Let us know your thoughts. Who do you think is going to be that 5-12 upset this year? We always traditionally have one, sometimes more than one. So, once again, your options, Indiana versus St. Mary's, New Mexico State versus UConn, Richmond versus Iowa, or UAB versus Houston. Go vote on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. we got to take a timeout. When we return, we'll talk a little tourney, but we'll also talk LSU men's basketball and the latest involving them and the black eye for hoops there in Baton Rouge with the award-winning columnist, our friend from the Town Talk on the TownTalk.com, John Marcase, will join us live next. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 is the epitome of a high roller, constantly making large bets. 
but by doing that, the minimum bet is a dollar for a win, a dollar for a place, a dollar for a show. So it's essentially a $3 bet. That netted me a cool $6.70. What? Okay, so he's not a risk taker. He's your best bet for sports talk. 19. Hit me. 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Go! Now, back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Granted, is the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops for your kitchens, bathrooms, and man caves. LMG also offers custom shower installations, including new grout-free showers. That's right, LMG is offering low-maintenance showers without the mess and odor of grout. Visit their website, lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com. Go visit them today. Learn more all about the sensational services and what great products they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. Visit lmgelite.com or just stop by their showroom. Located right there on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford in the Jockey Lot. It's Lafayette Marble and Granite. They're looking to earn your business and trust me, earn it they will. Go vote on our poll question of the day. It's about the NCAA tournament. It starts today. I know the first four games have been the last couple days, but the field is now set. Your traditional bracket is ready to roll, so to speak. Our poll question of the day, which 12-5 upset are you picking in the men's NCAA basketball tournament? Is it Indiana versus St. Mary's? Is it New Mexico State versus UConn? Is it Richmond versus Iowa, or is it UAB versus Houston? Go vote. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure to get those votes in. A team that's in the NCAA men's tournament are the LSU Tigers. But they're in there with an interim coach because Will Wade has been fired. That happened over the weekend. We've talked about it this week. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it and about the state of LSU with our next guest. He's the award-winning columnist from the Town Talk on the TownTalk.com. It's my old friend, the one and only Mr. John Marquez. John Good morning, sir. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. Probably better than you are this morning. Are you, you doing all right after news broke overnight? News news broke of what overnight? What happened overnight? Your boy, your Freddie. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. I mean not, not only the fact that the Braves kicked him to the curb. Oh, time out. But the time Dodgers. Out. Kicked him to the curb? Kicked him to the curb? They could have re-signed him. Did you see how much money he got? Did you see how much money he got? He's getting a six-year, $162 million deal. He's 32 years old. He's Did 32. You see how much Matt Olson got? Yeah, and he's younger. And he had a better season last year. Okay. Coming come, come here with the aggressiveness. Today, yes, Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers. And people got stupid money to spend. Chris Bryant's going to go play for the Colorado Rockies. He's going to hit 50 home runs a year now playing at Coors Field. Freddie Freeman's going to go play for the Dodgers. Hey, look, my man's getting money. He's getting paid. The Braves didn't want to give him a big long-term deal. 
three months lockout that delayed the start of the season over these salaries. I'm just yeah, yeah, that lockout really, really is matter. It really is really uh, making a huge, huge impact, huge impact yeah. on these uh, these enormous salaries that the owners allegedly said they couldn't afford yet. We're having yeah, humongous deals. Yeah, look, as a Braves fan, am I sad to see Freddie go? Did I want them to re-sign Freddie? Yes, but at the end of the day, I got to trust my GM, John, because. He's the same guy that pulled off everything that he did last year when our best player went down with an injury, season ender, and got multiple players at the tread deadline, got aggressive, and put together a roster that won a World Series championship. So they're making other good moves too. I got to trust my GM. I got to trust my. I got to trust the guy that's that's running my team. As much as I love Freddie, and as much as I'm going to miss Freddie, and as much as it pains me to see him playing a damn Dodgers jersey, I got to trust the GM on my team. I'm glad you got one team you can trust the GM. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're the only pro we, team. We, we don't go there. We don't go there. <laughs> the Commanders. Oh, woof. All right, let's get to this NCAA men's uh, tournament. Here we are, John. Yet again, three years later, because three years ago. LSU did not have its coach for the SEC tournament, and it did not have its head coach for the NCAA tournament. And that that Tigers team went on a run and reached the Sweet 16 without Will Wade because he was suspended after the Yahoo Sports article by Pat Forty and others was first reported about the offer and the wiretaps and everything like that. They finally got rid of him over the weekend once they did a deep dive into the notice of allegations. What stood out to you about everything that came out from the notice of allegations by the NCAA concerning Will Wade? Uh, Nothing surprised me, and I'm still amazed that LSU kept him around for three more years. Um, You know, even when – I mean, the fact they didn't fire him for insubordination for refusing to meet with school and NCAA officials the first time when he was suspended – they, then they reworked his contract where they could fire him if he was even accused of a level one or level two violation. And he's on an FBI wiretap played all over the country committing a level one violation. I mean, it's just, um, you know, you know, it's, I mean, Will, Will Way got caught. Let's face it, some of it was his arrogance, some of it was naivete. And I'll be the first one to admit it. College basketball is corrupt from the oh, first yeah. program to the last program. It doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. They're all corrupt. And he got caught. He wasn't smart enough to let his assistants take the fall and everything. But LSU officials have known about this for three, probably longer, you know, as I, as I let off my column. People forget, I think before Will Wade had even coached his first game or completed his first season, the NCAA was investigating him for what he had done at VCU. Nothing ever came of it, but he was under investigation back then. That should have been a red flag to LSU officials that, hey, we need to keep a close eye on him, and they just let this go on and on and on. And the fact that he got five years without them ever doing a thing is just a troubling pattern of – what is who has been running the LSU athletic program for the last 15, 20 years? Look at everything that has gone on, not just with the basketball program, but the football program and other things. It's like, should Will Wade be the only one 
who's looking for work today. Well, in, in that regard, uh, a lot of other people have moved on from there. Uh, for, you know, football coach Ed Orgeron is gone, and of course, you know, uh, assistant coach Armstrong was also fired by LSU when right. they let Will Wade go. But I do, I, I do know what you're saying is that there's this weird thing, and, and now you have even more allegations surrounding the football team when Les Miles was the coach with Frank Wilson because Sharon Lewis has added him to her suit, and he was just hired back at LSU by Brian Kelly to be essentially the, the top recruiter. So, ah, oh man, it's it, it's it, it's a lot of mess. It does seem like Scott Woodward is trying to clean things up. That none This didn't happen on his watch, right? The, but it, some of the allegations against Will Wade did occur under Scott Woodward's watch. That's true. If you go and look at the, at the notice of allegations, and it's like, you know, day one, Scott Woodward could have gotten rid of Will Wade. He didn't. You know, because when Will Wade came back from suspension, that's when Joe Oliva stepped down. There was power play there. You know, and it's just, you know, I know Pat Forty is enemy number one in Baton Rouge because they, they, you know, people will blame the messenger, not the person who actually did the violations. And Pat, I heard Pat Forty use this term, lying deny, when it comes to the LSU's athletic department. And, you mean, how many times have people apologized for Will Wade over the years saying, oh, he didn't do it or everybody's doing it? Well, no, not everybody's doing it. And, two, you know, don't forget, in the allegations was Odell Beckham Jr. handing out money after LSU won the 2019 National Championship game. What what was the first thing LSU did? LSU put out a statement saying, no, it was fake money. They denied it. I mean, does anybody really believe Odell Beckham Jr. is on the floor of the Superdome handing out fake $100 bills? No, I firmly believe Odell Beckham Jr. was handing out real cash, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, so there's a troubling pattern there with the athletic department, and it's at, at some point, I mean, you know, they, they, they were charged with failure to maintain control and to monitor the program. And I think you could you could apply that with a broad brush to the, almost the entire athletic department. And you know, if LSU fans think getting rid of Will Wade on the eve of the NCAA tournament was 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 bad enough, I, you just wait till the the punishments come down. I mean, well, well that was going to be my final question for you, John. Was what's going to happen? I mean, yeah, they get rid of the coach and they get rid of an assistant coach, and that's great. But as we've seen before in places like Oklahoma State and others, there's going to be punishment here. And there's going to be some sort of punishment towards the school. And I know in the notice of allegations, they even kind of credit the football program for being a little bit more transparent in trying to fix things and trying to do things to get back institutional control. The basketball program did not. They fired Will Wade. That's one thing. What else do you expect to happen here to LSU by the NCAA? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I've even asked, um, you know, a fellow former coworker of mine who still covers the SEC and LSU. I said, did LSU basically just sacrifice the basketball program to keep to save the football program? And he's he he has maintained that all along. You know, I I I don't know. You know, we're still probably a year from finding out the punishment. Maybe nine months away at least. The key is going to be seeing what happens with the Kansas program. Kansas was charged with five level ones, um, you know, and Kansas doubled down and gave Bill Self a lifetime contract. Go figure. I'm sure that that went over well, you know, with the NCAA. 
I would I would take a look at what Kansas gets when their okay. punishment comes out, and yeah, I would expect the same for LSU, if not more. Um, eight level ones, that's pretty, and five by your head coach, that's pretty. That's not that's not a good look. I would also say this, John. I'm gonna let you go. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the NCAA announce its punishment for the LSU program before it does Kansas. Why do I feel like they're going to drag their feet with Kansas just like they did with North Carolina? But that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. That's, it. that's how I feel about that. To paraphrase Will Wade's favorite term, don't boot up, lawyer up. That's what, that's what, that's what schools do. <laughs> John, appreciate, appreciate your time, brother. Uh, great work on the column. Keep up the tremendous work that you're doing for the Town Talk on thetowntalk.com, and we'll talk to you next week, bud. Sounds good. Have a good weekend, Ray. You too, bud. We're going to take a timeout. We'll wrap up our number one here of RP3 and Company as we broadcast live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. There are two types of sports reporters. Those who are respected for their ability at building relationships with coaches and players. And here's our game plan. Then there are those whose method of reporting is getting hammered with the college football team at Pat O's. We're going streaking! We'll let you guess which one RP3 is. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Today is going to be the day that you are going to join the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. Why, you ask? Why do you ask? RP3, why are you telling me to join this clubhouse? Glad you asked. Because it's free, it's a great clubhouse, and you get to win free stuff. You get to score free stuff. Maybe take your lady out for a nice time on the town. How about, I don't know, a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House? I bet you that would help you with your date night blues, wouldn't it? We got it. We want to give it to you. $50 gift certificate to one of the best seafood places in Acadiana, Half Shell Oyster House. Delicious, fresh Gulf seafood. But you can only score that $50 gift certificate by becoming a member of our clubhouse. Go sign up today. At 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Become a member. You earn points by just joining. And once you become a member, you can enter to win that $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. Go sign up today. It's free to do so. Poll question of the day. Which 12-5 upset are you picking in the NCAA men's basketball tournament? Right now, 36% of you say Indiana over St. Mary's. 28% of you say UAB over Houston. 25, nope, it's changed. 33% Indiana over St. Mary's. UAB versus Houston, 29%. Richmond versus Iowa, 25%. And 13% New Mexico State over UConn. Keep voting. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. That's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two coming up right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. I mean, you can't help but not dance when Keith Frank comes on or when Zydeco comes on, but there's all types of dancing for your boy here. RP3. Raymond Parsons. Just letting you know, you would be laughing in the studio right now because I know they did turn it early on you. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone on simulcast saw your face as you were dancing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Five Names. I appreciate you as always. I only lost eight balls yesterday during the pro-am. I mean, that's why I'm dancing. That's why I'm dancing. <laughs> okay, the body's a little sore from the round of golf. Because, see, that, that that's the other thing that happened. So, I, I, as many of you know, I took part in the pro-am yesterday here for the uh, Chittimacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. It was the Zurich Classic pro-am. That was the afternoon one. And... So, you know, you're with a, a bunch of guys. We're having a good time. Uh, you know, we're, so you don't try to take wimpy shots, right? So I'm pretty for certain when I woke up this morning because I passed out uh, playing around a golf for about five and a half hours yesterday. Um, and then I got home and, like, I took a shower. I ate a, a big grilled chicken salad, and then I, I, I went to sleep. And... <laughs> and I woke up, I still was a little sore because you try to hit it, you know, as, as hard as you can in a lot of places because you're like, you're seeing the other guys and you're like, well, look, they're, they're just bombing it off the tee box. I got to step up and uh, do something. Pretty for certain, I may have done, uh, went a little too far. Went a little too far. And the body's telling me, hey, uh, hey, dummy, uh, you don't typically use those muscles. What you doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's that. But only lost eight balls yesterday. So I was fully expecting to lose at least a dozen. Came in under. And I had a couple of nice moments on the golf course. It is a beautiful course. And, and it definitely gives me a different perspective because I've covered this tournament for uh, seven years now, I guess. Man, it's been that long. Six, seven years consecutively. Uh, and, of course, we had the season, the year that was canceled due to COVID. But, I saw that flag too. That had the COVID. Yeah, the yeah, the, 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 the champ. Because here, here at Lake Charles Golf and Country Club, they have all the flags when you come in going towards the the clubhouse, and uh, yeah, they have the flag for 2019. It's you know that that champion or 2020 champion was um, COVID. COVID 19 uh, was the champion. So uh, it's a great thing, and I've been in the golf carts and I've walked the course and I've followed a leader and or leaders and kind of, you know, take notes on how they're doing, how they're faring, even shot photos on the course. But it's different to actually play it. And I'm not going to lie to you. Yesterday, we started off on 18, walked up, and, uh, yeah, I got to walk up the fairway and walk up onto the 18 green, and there's the grandstands uh, decked out in, you know, the red tarp and the big big white grandstands. I'm not going to lie, it was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie, it was pretty cool. It was uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you, you, you know, I got to have my golf shoes on, and I, you know, 
I feel like I feel like I'm actually doing something as I actually get to walk up onto the green. You're like, yeah, ah, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, of course, uh, my putting left something to be desired, but still an amazing experience. Thanks to everyone that was part of our pro am team yesterday for the game. Uh, it was a tremendous time. It, it really was. We. We had a great time out there yesterday. We're going to have actually our contest winner is going to join us tomorrow morning. That's right. Benjamin Bo, our contest winner, he won the Stealth Driver, and he got to be part of our team, a spot in the Pro-Am. He's going to join us to talk about his experience. And I may have tried to befriend him so he doesn't say just how awful I was. Five names, just letting you know. That could possibly... <laughs> Uh, there could possibly be some white lies going on tomorrow morning in the 6 o'clock hour when uh, Benjamin joins us. But great time, Benjamin, Bo, Blake Hampton, of course, our colleague Tom Poehler and myself, and of course, the Corn Ferry Tour Pro, Augusto Nunez. And the great thing is, is that they actually have the photographer come out, five names. So, you know, I was taking snapshots throughout the day, and so were you. You came out there, so, you know because how excited we were to be part of this. And they actually come and take a professional, like the professional photographer comes. And he found us on the course, and he said, hey, guys, we need to take the team photo. And we're like, so we all get together on a tee box and with our tour pro, and they take the photo. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that, oh, that's cool. That's great. They'll just take the photo, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, get, the, we'll get a printout when we end our round or whatever. No, they even came to us on the course, and presented each one of us that photo, which turned out amazing, as you can imagine, and got our golf pro to sign it, and they put it in a special Chittimacha, Louisiana open wooden frame Aww. and presented it to us. I was like, this is awesome. I'm not going to so lie. Cute. This is pretty awesome. I thought to myself, man, I could, I could do this every year. Um, yes, and I love the photos I got, especially when I just open my email and I look at the photos, and the second one is just an upside-down picture of you smiling. <laughs> I was so like, hmm. You're going to have to turn it around, obviously. <laughs> that photo. <laughs> so, yeah, so, no, we, uh, great time, and thanks, obviously, to uh, Delta Media, and, of course, for uh, to Danny Jones, executive director of uh, the Louisiana Chittimacha Open, presented by Mistros, for uh, inviting us and having us be part of the Pro-Am. They do a tremendous job out here with the tournament. So, yeah, it was a great amount of fun. We'll have another gallery posted on social media from yesterday's Pro-Am and all the shenanigans that we got involved with. Of course, first-round action begins today. Uh, the sun is starting to kind of peer through the clouds and the fog out here. Um, at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club. And, of course, we'll keep you posted about what happens out here throughout the weekend. And uh, we'll be broadcasting our show today and tomorrow. Kevin Foot and Footnotes will be doing the same. And, of course, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh will be doing the same as well. So I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. That helps. You know, without them, we're not out here, right? They help make this happen. So I want to thank them. Tibbs Trailers. When you're thinking trailers, think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Dusan. Rope Soap and Dope. 
Acadiana's workplace authority for over 20 years. They're offering supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. You can find them online at ropeandsoapdope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light it up at the Cigar Merchant. They are Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located in the oil center. And Golf Connection USA. Find them at golfconnectionlouisiana.com. That tailor-made stealth driver that our winner was showing off yesterday. Oh, yeah, you can find it there, as well as a large variety of golf bags and shoes. And they're located at 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. Busy day. Obviously, we had the Pro-Am yesterday. We're going to get to Raging Cajun softball and baseball coming up in about 10 minutes from right now. Uh, baseball team wins a slugfest against McNeese on the road. Softball, 0-6 now against teams that are nationally ranked. And those same teams just so happen to be from Power 5 conferences. Quite not there. They're not quite there yet. They, they're going to be good enough. I believe right now Jerry Glasgow's team is going to be good enough to win the Sunbelt Conference, win the Sunbelt Tournament, get to the NCAA Regional. But I don't know if they're going to be able to move farther than that. There's still time for them to improve, but right now against quality competition, against teams that are as good as them or better than them, they're just not able to get over that hump. Not to say that they can't do that, but right now they're just not there. So we'll talk more about that coming up. But I want to talk about free agency frenzy that's going on right now throughout Major League Baseball and the NFL. Major League Baseball, you heard John bring it up last hour, Freddie Freeman, all-star, former league MVP and World Series hero for the Atlanta Braves, has left Atlanta as expected. He has signed a six-year deal worth $162 bazillion. I'm just slightly exaggerating there. <laughs> as expected, I, I never... The longer this went on with Freddie and the Braves, the more I thought that it wasn't going to happen. I just, it felt like they were going to be too far apart on the deal. And I kept hearing that the length of the contract was, was going to be the sticking point. And the Braves just signed his, essentially traded for, and then gave that guy an extension, a replacement, and it's the the highest contract in Braves history until Ronald Acuna Jr. becomes a free agent. they got to give him a new deal, and that's going to be the biggest deal in, in team history. But Freddie, hard and soul of the team, you could argue, team captain, I hate to see him go. But this is a business, and he wanted a massive payday. And I know Braves fans are upset because Freddie's gone, and he's going to go play for the Dodgers. Of course he is. I mean, it's just... Of course, what the Dodgers are right now is what the Yankees were in the late 90s and early 2000s. And then what the Red Sox became, too. They are going to try everything in their power to buy a championship. They're going to spend enormous amounts of money on contract after contract after contract. That's what the Dodgers do. They have the money, so they're going to do it. They don't care if they're you know luxury tax. They don't care about any of that. They will buy and absorb as many pieces on the Monopoly board as they can to get a championship. So Freddie Freeman is reportedly signing a six-year, $162 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. But that's not the only big money deal going. 
for Major League Baseball, but which, by the way, was was crippled by you know, what was crippled by the lockout and the owners didn't have any money and they were losing money. Yet Freddie Freeman gets a hundred and sixty-two million dollar deal to sign with the Dodgers, and Chris Bryant is reportedly getting a one hundred and eighty-two million dollar deal to go play for the Colorado Rockies for seven years. Yet we, the owners were telling us that they were losing money. Uh, last time I checked, $182 million and $162 million is a lot of money, right? Five names? I mean, I'm not great with math, but last time I checked, $182 million and $162 million, that's a lot of money, right? It, yeah, last time I checked, um, love that. Uh, just just one, at least one time, love that amount. That'd be great. $182? I mean, this is just stupid money being thrown around for guys. That's $344 million on two contracts. Right, but we but yet, went through a whole 99-day lockout. For, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. we need uh, – we, we, we're not getting enough money. Uh, yeah, 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 you are. Stop. Just stop yeah, it. Yeah, just, yeah. just stop the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> just come on now. So those big-time deals are getting done. And also in the NFL, some deals are getting done as well. No word yet on the Deshaun Watson. The, new, the latest news that we know about Deshaun Watson is that they're reporting that he is torn between four teams. He loved all four teams' presentations, and he's torn on which team that he could choose, and no decision is going to be happening anytime soon. So this could drag out even more. Yay! Yay for your Saints fan. You get to be stuck in limbo because the Saints got to be stuck in limbo. That means they can't make a move on Jameis because they believe they're going to have Deshaun. So if they still think they're in the Deshaun running, they can't make an offer to Jameis Winston. See how this works. So hopefully that gets resolved sooner than later. But stuck in limbo right now. No decision on Deshaun Watson for the Saints. Vaughn Miller, though, is getting paid. And I, I can't believe this. The NFL actually reported this. Von Miller, who just helped the Rams win a Super Bowl, and a former Super Bowl MVP with the Denver Broncos, great pass rusher, signing a six-year, $120 million deal to go play for the Buffalo Bills. Six years, $100-plus million for a pass rusher. For a pass rusher. And Von Miller is 32 years old. He is 32 years old, and the Bills just gave him a six-year deal worth $120 million. What? What is going on? That's a ton of money. Look, Von Miller's a great player. He's a former... Super Bowl MVP. He's a great defensive player, great pass rusher. He just helped the Rams win a Super Bowl championship. I get it. But you're giving that cat $120 million? He's 32 years old. 32 years old. I don't know what to make of that deal. Uh, You could do what Steve just did. As soon as he heard you say that big number. (laughs) You just fucked it. How much? (laughs) (laughs) Just... That's an enormous number for a 32-year-old pass rusher. I mean, come on, man. Wow. I have some? (laughs) Can I become his best friend? Schefter, Adam Schefter from 
ESPN says that Miller's deal, $51.5 million of it is fully is guaranteed. Sorry, $51.5 million is guaranteed. $45 million of it is fully guaranteed at the signing. So even if Vaughn doesn't play the entire six years, if he doesn't out there trying to be old man pass rusher at 38 years old, $45 million of it guaranteed. Shout out to Vaughn Miller for bagging the money. But the Bills, oh man. Now, they also brought in veteran tight end O.J. Howard from the Tampa Bay Bucks on a one-year deal. That's going to be three and a half million dollars. So they added another weapon for Josh Allen, and they they felt like man, it just feels like Buffalo felt like they needed to make a splash. Forty five million dollars guaranteed to Von Miller. Shout out to him. I'm not knocking the hustle. I'm not knocking the hustle of Freddie Freeman getting paid or Chris Bryant getting paid in Major League Baseball. I'm not knocking Von Miller getting paid. You get a chance to get your money, go get it. I'm all about it. Man, that's just some enormous contracts, enormous amounts of money just being thrown around these days in Major League Baseball and the National Football League. We got to take a timeout. When we return, we'll talk Raging Cajuns baseball. Got a win at McNeese. Softball team drops a doubleheader to Texas. We'll recap those games next for you right here on RP3 and Company. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you or a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, even minor landscaping, it does not matter. You run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. And there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service. And to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Remind you, call 811 and know what's below before you dig. Don't forget to keep voting on our poll question of the day. Which 12-5 upset are you picking in your NCAA men's tournament bracket? Oh, man, you got some good ones. You got one that a lot of people are trending towards nationally, getting a lot of buzz about. Then you got some others that could be under the radar that could actually be pulled off. Go vote on that. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Right now, let's talk a little raging Cajuns, shall we? Let's start with softball. And Jerry Glasgow has a good team this year. That they, they are talented. Make no bones about it. The Raging Cajun softball team is talented. It is. The problem for them is that they're young. They just are. They are a young team. And they haven't quite figured out how to overcome adversity and how to go toe-to-toe and pull out the win 
against teams that they're on the same level with or teams that are slightly better than them. And usually it's one inning that gets away from them. That was the case against Alabama twice. That was the case against LSU twice. And then yesterday they had an opportunity to get a quality win or two against the number 25 ranked team in the country, University of Texas Longhorns. They began the season ranked in the top 10. They've had some issues themselves. They had an opportunity at home, Lampson Park, in front of the home crowd to get some confidence and get one of those big wins over our Power 5 opponent. Unfortunately for the Raging Cajun softball team, that did not happen yesterday. They lose easily in the first game 10-2. to And then the second game, a little bit more of a heartbreaker, tough pill to swallow, 3-2 defeat as UT comes in and sweeps the Cajuns. And now the Raging Cajuns are 0 for 6 against teams from Power 5 conferences and 0 for 6 against teams that are nationally ranked. Now, they're going to get back on the road for a three-game series at Georgia Southern this weekend for Sunbelt Conference play. But another disappointment for Jerry Glasgow's young team. They're young, though, right? That's the whole thing. They're young. Can they learn? Can they improve? Can they get better? Maybe. Maybe. But these are things that you have to learn. This doesn't happen overnight. Right? You can preach and preach and practice and practice, and you can do all that great stuff, but until the girls or the boys, it does not matter, until they actually do it in a game, they're not going to do it. Right? Glasgow can preach and practice all day long he wants, but the girls have to be the one, the young women have to be the one to be able to overcome that mental hurdle and be able to execute and take down a quality opponent and that's only going to happen in a game setting. And Coach Glasgow talked to the media afterwards. And, you know, look, uh, Texas easily put up runs in the first game and then was able to plate just enough in the second game to win both contests yesterday at Lamson Park. And Glasgow talked about how his team needs to do whatever it takes, whether it's the pitchers or the defense, to not allow the opponents to rack up runs like they did yesterday. You know, you get momentum right there, and you make things look easy, and things go your way. And, you know, again, we, I don't know, we just, like, can't afford to get a double play right there for sure. And, you know, at a minimum, we should have been up 2-1, and then we only had one out. But, you know, we got to be smarter, and uh, I don't know. Uh, There you go. They need to be smarter. They're young. This is a very young team. Not making an excuse, but that's what it is. They're a very young ball club. And you're gonna it's gonna take time for them to learn that. And look, this team may drop a Sunbelt Conference series. I know they've had that great streak of winning 65 straight Sunbelt Conference series in a row. That's amazing. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Jerry's Glasgow's team drop a Sunbelt Conference series this season. Because they're just that young. And Teams have to go through growing pains, and the Raging Cajun softball program is not immune to that, right? They have to do that as well. Glasgow also spoke yesterday after the doubleheader with Texas, where the Cajuns were swept, about, you know, look, the team is putting up a fight, but they essentially just have to get better as a team. At some point, they got to learn to fight like 
seven innings of fight. It's all out fight. And I think the good thing you're seeing some freshmen stepping up and making adjustments. I thought Kramer was really good, and I thought Matty Hayden's been outstanding all year and just keeps getting better. And I thought the, I thought the young kids made really good adjustments as the game went on to the rise ball, but we got to get better. We just we got to get better in every area. So this is going to be probably a frustrating season for Jerry Glasgow because it's going to be – but it's going to be the one that he's going to have to coach the most because the team's so young, right? But this can be kind of like a growing pain season. This can be the foundation season for more success to come. But it's going to be a challenging season because, once again, his team is just that young. They're just so young. And you don't have that experience like you've had in years past. You just don't. The Mini's baseball and UL baseball team squared off last night at the Joe Joe Miller Ballpark in Lake Charles. And boy, was that a fun one. Cowboys nearly pulled off the comeback, but they fall short to the Cajuns 10-8. And McNeese falls to 10-8 on the season. And the Raging Cajuns improve to 9-7 and seven as they get out of there with a 10-8 victory. The 176th meeting between the two in-state foes, old I-10 rivals. Cajuns jumped out early. 4-0 lead there in the top of the first. That featured Connor Kimball, uh, Kimple's inside-the-park home run. The rare inside-the-park home run. And you're tracking this. I was tracking it on my phone because I was still playing in the Pro-Am, wrapping up our Pro-Am here at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club. And I'm tracking it. I was like, wow, Cajuns jumped right out. Man, Matt Deggs has got to be thrilled. 4 nothing. But McNeese... You know, got a run there in the third, their first run in the game. Then they scored four unanswered to tie the game in the fifth inning. And you're like, whoa, what's happening? This is a ball game. Brad Burkle scored on a wild pitch. Shuler Thibodeau drove in two with a single to right. And then McNeese took the lead in the sixth inning, seven to five. Julian Gonzalez singled home. Reed Bork to tie the game at five apiece. And then Brad Burkle followed Gonzalez with a single down the right field line. They'd both be driven home by Peyton Harden's RBI single. But then came the Raging Cajuns. Came right back. Old rivalry game. Gotta love it. It's an exciting midweek game, right? I love those. You know, people wanna people wanna, you know, poo-poo on midweek games for baseball, college baseball. I actually like them. I love them because it gives you an opportunity to play. Regional opponents gives you an opportunity to play some old rivalries, and the fan bases love it. And this was this was a great game. Cajuns come back, tie the game at seven all with RBI singles by Julian Brock and Rincones, and then they would retake the lead for good with a two RBI triple. We had an inside the ball a ballpark home run in this game last night, and we had a triple. Woo! And that triple came off of pitcher Cameron Foster into foul territory. Down 10-7, McNeese plates another run to make it 10-8, but are unable to get the win. Raging Cajun relief pitcher Chip Menard earned the win, going one and two-thirds innings, allowing no hits and striking out four batters. So, 
great midweek baseball game between the Raging Cajuns and the Cowboys. The two teams, well, they don't have much time to celebrate or to lick their wounds, however, which way you want to look at it, because they got to get ready. Today's Thursday, which means they both have weekend series coming up. That's right. Raging Cajuns, they're going on the road to open Sunbelt Conference play at Troy, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Menis, meanwhile, will host Eastern Illinois, the Panthers from Charleston, Illinois. Going to come to town there in Lake Charles for a three-game non-conference series at the Joe. Whew, a little college baseball softball talk here. Coming up next, though, Louisiana Open discussion. We had the press conference yesterday morning. Got to hear from some of the competitors. Got to hear from Danny Jones. We'll recap all of that coming up next. We'll also take your phone calls. Hotline is open, 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company as we broadcast live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Mr. Us. Right here on the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 17, 2019, Northern Ireland's Rory McIlroy wins the biggest check in golf by edging Jim Furyk by one stroke at the PGA Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. McElroy takes home $2.25 million in prize money. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. I know what you're thinking. Ultimate crawfish boil? Really? Maybe overselling it a little bit, RP3. Well, sorry to correct you, but I'm not. I may even be underselling it. Because this is what you're going to win with our ultimate crawfish boil. Two sacks of live crawfish. That's right. Two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, a burner, what? a paddle, an ice chest, a tumbler, chairs, plural, just not one, multiple, a $500 Visa gift card, and on top of all of that, tickets to go see the Houston Astros play at Minute Maid Park. Now, I told you it was ultimate. I told you. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com, so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Let's check in on our poll question of the day while we have a moment here. We asked you with the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, starting off today, first four is now done. All the action will begin now today across the country. Where do you think the 512 upset's going to come? Which region is it coming from? Which 125 upset are you picking in the NCAA men's basketball tournament? Whoo! Y'all are torn. Y'all are torn. 29% of you right now say Indiana versus St. Mary's is where you're going at, going with. That's the one Hannah Five Names, producer extraordinaire and bracketologist has decided to go with. 28% of you 
are saying UAB versus Houston. I don't know how Texan and Acadiana feels about that right now. He can't feel very good that the people are thinking that the Blazers are going to take down his Cougs. 25% of you say Richmond versus Iowa. Spider take down a Hawkeye. And then 18% of you say New Mexico State taking down UConn out of the Big East. Let's get to some comments on our poll question of the day. Since you guys have been furiously voting on this bad boy this morning. JPK, the OD. Underestimate the spiders at your own peril. Yes. And he shared a gif. It's a good gif. Robert Duplichan, don't call me Roberto. That's what my wife calls me when I'm in trouble. Says, I will roll with Indiana. I just made that up. I don't even know if that's true. I just I made that up for Robert. I hope he appreciates, appreciates it. Ton on Twitter says, give me the Blazers over the Cougs. Sorry. <laughs> he said, sorry, Texan and Acadiana. And Texan and Acadiana says, you have to be joking, sir. Darren, number one raging Cajun fan of RP3 and company, says, I'm picking LSU to get upset first round. Roderick says they don't have their head coach, so I don't know if I'd call it an upset. I actually believe LSU's going to win that first round game. I think the kids will rally for that. I think that will give them a boost. Plus, I don't believe Iowa State is all that good. Now, I wouldn't be stunned if LSU lost because they have underperformed greatly. Christian on Twitter says, I'm not picking any of the, any of these, but I am picking three 13 seeds. Ooh, Christian with the bold bracket. My man's going with three 13 seeds to win their opening round game. So I love it. I love when people have fun with the bracket. That's what you should do. You got to have fun with the bracket. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Which 12-5 upset are you picking in the NCAA men's basketball tournament? Keep those votes coming. Keep those comments coming as well on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll update that throughout today's show. Let's talk a little Chittimacha, Louisiana Open presented by Mistros. We're here, aren't we? The tournament starts today. Pro-Ams, out of the way. Food events, out of the way. I took part in both of those, by the way. Quite, quite enjoyable time. But now it's time for the nitty-gritty, right? It's the tournament. First round action teeing off as we speak here at Lake Golf and Country Club. You're home for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross. Yesterday, we had the opportunity for the press conference that's always held on the Wednesday before the start of the tournament. And Braden Thornberry, he was in this tournament last year, and he gave us a little bit of insight of what it's like being out here playing LA Triumph Golf and Country Club. Yeah, it's obviously it's been it's nice to get back kind of in the flow of uh, you know real like in the United States golf. We've kind of been bounced around everywhere, and you know we're in Florida that one week, but then had some weeks off. But it's been nice. Yeah, to, I'm living in Dallas now, so I was able to drive here, and I'm from the Memphis area, so you know that's only like six hours away. So it kind of feels like you know somewhat of a hometown event, like style-wise, you know, just in the South and. Uh, yeah, played pretty well out here last year and the Bermuda grass and everything. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. And Braden's also regionally, he's from the south. So, the way the course is, 
the grass they use is he's familiar with that. Okay, that's kind of uh, what he grew up on, and he explained how different a course like this is, and a lot of the courses they play here stateside compared to the ones that they play down in Central and South America to begin the year or on the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously this is what I grew up on, essentially, like in Mississippi and, you know, Bermuda grass is dormant in the winter and, you know, tough lies around the green. That's what I'm used to. And then, you know, you go to Panama, it's it's baked out Bermuda. It's 95 degrees. The next week you go to Columbia, it's 60 degrees. You're at 8,000 feet. The ball's going really far. So, you know, in the Bahamas, the wind is whipping. So it's kind of, you get really, those four tournaments, you get completely different conditions. So, which is good. It kind of tests different parts of your game. But, you know, once you get back in the States and you're, you're playing here and, you know, Lake Charles, Savannah, those these next three, that it's very much, you know, normal golf that we're all used to. Braden played well at this tournament last year. He specifically, if I remember right, had a very good second round performance, putted very well last year. And he was asked... You know, how does he feel about his overall game right now heading in to the Chittimacha Louisiana Open? Yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously there was a lot of points to be gotten before, but this is kind of the start of the, like, full season. Even these, there's three events, then we have some more time off. But I feel like this is the ones that everybody, like, you know, everybody's here. Everybody's fully ready to go. You've had some time off with some decent weather. And, uh, yeah, for me at least, this is this is definitely where, like, full-on sits, gets going. Dawson Armstrong is also in the field, and he's played here before as well. And he talked about, you know, kind of shared some of his memories of playing at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club. I think the design's incredible. The greens are really good. They got better as the week went on last year. This, this place seems to really give challenges to a lot of players. Um, I think if the weather holds up, this could be one of the uh, – more challenging yet rewarding courses of the year. Um, if you if you play well, you're going to get rewarded very well. Um, fairways are tight. Uh, you need to hit good tee shots and give yourself chances to hit into the greens. Um, you know, if you keep yourself in position throughout the day, you can really you can really take advantage of this place. Always a big factor out here, year after year, and it's because the time of the year that they play this tournament, and it's also because how the course is laid out is wind. Wind always plays a huge role, especially on the weekends here for the tournament where you'll have a contender and then the wind changes direction and they're done. Like it, it, It's that much of a challenge. But Dawson was asked about just how challenging is the wind out here at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, and this is what he had to say. You know, I mean, wind, wind is the uh, biggest defense of any golf course, no matter – no matter how easy or how hard the golf course is. You know, y'all saw how it was at the players last week. It clearly it clearly gave a lot of people heartache for upwards of 10 hours for an entire day. You know, for a place like this, it, it just, the wind requires you to hit the ball solid, and if you're not hitting it solid, you've just got to plot your way around. So it's a uh, hard golf courses plus wind is not for the faint of heart. No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And this is what makes this tournament so good. Look, I've covered my fair share of golf tournaments in my career. I've covered the, the Shell Houston Open, which is great, uh, which was a great event. I've covered many tours up in Alexandria and in Beaumont. And, of course, I've covered this tournament for uh, a long time. I've covered the Zurich as well. I, I love the challenge that Le Triomphe gives, and I, I felt that way 
even before I played in the Pro-Am yesterday. Playing in the Pro-Am yesterday gives me even more of a perspective of just how daunting a challenge this course can be uh, because it can be quite unforgiving. A really cool thing, though, about this year's field is we had a couple of high school kids that actually qualified on Monday. They're missing the whole week of school because they went up to Alexandria because Alexandria is one of the sites where you can qualify for the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open. And Luke Haskew of University High in Baton Rouge, as well as Episcopal's Boyd Owens, they're two high school kids that actually qualified on Monday. They're going to miss school this week to play in a Corn Ferry Tour event. How cool is that? They're 17 years old. And Luke was asked what his mindset is for this week. Play as well as I can, try to compete. Um, I mean, every tournament I go into, my mindset is to try to win because in my mind, there's no reason to play in a tournament uh, for any re- for any other reason. Um, but I also, also want to learn from pros playing with them, um, see, see how they go about their business compared to how I do it. Great learning experience for the young man. I do believe Luke is bound for LSU to go play for their golf program, which is one of the better ones in the country. So, But a great experience. How cool is that? 17 years old, and you're playing the game that you love, and you get to go play with professionals. Like, you get to go toe-to-toe with professionals on a course. It's going to be an amazing experience for him. Once again, first-round action tees off today here at Le Triomphe Golf and Country Club for the Louisiana Open. we got to take a timeout. When we return, we'll wrap up hour number two, update that poll question of the day as well. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Got chronic joint pain? Not having success with steroids, but trying to avoid having surgery? Well, thankfully, there's a better way, and it's now available here from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Hey, Raymond Parts III here, RP3. I'm talking about new therapies, advanced all-natural regenerative treatments that not only just give you relief, but also can restore and repair damaged tissue for long-lasting relief. If you've got joint pain due to arthritis, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, Don't just think the old ways of dealing with pain are the only ways. You need to learn more about these new biological therapy solutions. Call now for a free consultation. QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. These remarkable new treatments increase mobility, decrease pain, and help restore tissue. They actually encourage your body to heal itself. Call now and learn more about these regenerative and revolutionary alternatives. Don't wait. Call today. QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. Oh, that's going to do it for hour number two. Great start to today's show. Hour one, good. Hour two, better. It's about to be taken to another level, though, in hour number three. Danny Jones, executive director of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, will be joining us at 830 But coming up to lead off the hour, our buddy Les East from CrescentCitySports.com. The latest with the Saints and Deshaun Watson and New Orleans Pelicans. That's all coming up next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. 
Everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. My crawfish, huh? Got the sun starting to peer out here at Lake Trail Golf and Country Club. Still plenty of fog on the course. And that's going to delay us a little bit here from teeing off on time because I, where I'm sitting right now inside the game trailer, I look out, I see people walking, I can see them, but once I look past, I see, like, I can't see the other end of the parking lot. It's still just fog out there so could play fog could play a role here this morning with the first round of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross we're going to talk more about this great event that we come and be part of every single year also we'll be likely discussing my performance in the pro-am that took place yesterday afternoon I was uh, myself proud of my performance I only lost eight balls on the day new record for your boy and i had some uh, some good shots and i can count them all on one hand and the miscues far outweigh the uh the blunders if you will but had a great time with our group of guys especially our contest winner and our golf pro from the corn ferry tour because he was amazing to watch <laughs> Augusto Nunez was pretty uh, awesome to watch. Plus, his caddy even gave me a tip. It's a win-win. Win-win. Get a swag bag. Get to play a round of golf. Get to hang out with a tour pro. There's free food, by the way, along the course. I won't tell you how much I ate. I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet. But right now, we're going to talk Saints. We're going to talk Pelicans. Busy for the Saints right now. Everyone is just holding their breath, waiting on what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Is he going to come to the Saints? Is he going to go to the Falcons or the Panthers instead? What's happening there? Also, they have been busy. Marcus May has essentially been signed to replace Marcus Williams, who they lost in free agency because he signed a massive deal with the Baltimore Ravens. To talk more all about that is our next guest. He is the award-winning columnist and reporter for CrescentCitySports.com. He covers the Saints. He covers the Pels. It's our good friend, the one and only Les East. Les, good morning to you, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, Raymond. How are you? I am doing great. I uh, did wonderful yesterday, not because of my golf performance, but because I did not fall into a water hazard anywhere. So I take that as a win, Les. Well, that's always a good starting point. <laughs> It's it's always there's some tricky spots on the course though, bud. There were some tricky spots. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, the big boy shouldn't go down that hill that fast. So uh, let's let's get right to it. What's the latest on the Deshaun Watson news or no news or whatever it may be? The rumor mill ramping up for Deshaun Watson possibly becoming a member of the New Orleans Saints. Well, you know, it's like they say in the army: hurry up and wait. Um, so <laughs> it's a good line. You know, that's what everybody's doing. They're just sitting back, apparently. Um, 
the Texans have four trade offers that they're satisfied with uh, from the, the Browns, Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. And it's, uh, it's in Deshaun Watson's court. It's up to him to pick which one he wants to go to. And he apparently is um, seriously torn among the four. There, there was a report last night that the Saints and the Falcons uh, were maybe the top two possibilities, but there are also reports that, uh, you know, he's really impressed by all four possibilities. You know, that the Saints have been kind of at the forefront of this for the last couple of days, but toward the end here, the, the Falcons have been, have gotten a little more buzz. And, you know, Watson's from the, the Atlanta area. Apparently, uh, he pursued them a little bit more than was the case with the other teams, where it was the organization making the push. Uh, he met with them face-to-face, where uh, or he, he traveled to them and was able to see their facility, whereas the, uh, the, other, the Saints and the Panthers went to Houston. That was a logistical thing because he had to give a deposition in Houston. That wasn't necessarily a sign that, um, that gave the Falcons an advantage. But it does seem like the Falcons have given him something to think about here at the end. And so, you know, there's a lot of speculation, but there's only one person who knows really the pecking order and how this is likely to turn out, and that's Deshaun Watson. But I, I do think that perhaps the longer it goes on, the uh, – that that's not necessarily a good sign for the Saints because they seem to uh, be in good shape early on, and if he hasn't grabbed that offer, then um, then maybe there's a reason why he's uh, being hesitant to do so. Now, I wrote last night that I think for Crescent City Sports, I, I think it, given the asking price and the uncertainty about his legal situation, uh, I, I think it would be better if the Saints just just did a pass on this and and re-signed Deshaun, I mean, re-signed Jameis Winston and uh, and got back to work and and put this behind them. Les, I, I want to talk about that because here's a guy that was literally in front of a grand jury more than a week ago, had 22 allegations of sexual misconduct against him. No legal charges are going to be brought forth in, in in that regard, but there's still going to be a civil suit involved. He did not play football last year. And you know good and well, even though a grand jury didn't find him guilty, Roger Goodell in the NFL is going to suspend this guy. I mean, that's going to happen because of the violation of you know the integrity clause. So a guy that didn't play last year, a guy that's going to be facing a suspension, and still may have legal issues to deal with, not to mention the PR nightmare. Are you surprised that the Saints and other teams are fighting over a player in that position? Yeah, I am a little bit surprised. And, and the catalyst for all of this was the grand jury deciding not uh, uh, the grand jury deciding not to indict, and then the, the prosecutor saying that, that there would be no charges going forward. So. You know, the fact that he was not going to be criminally charged, it was kind of like 
the floodgates open like, oh, everything's fine now. No, no, everything is not fine now. 22 civil lawsuits that have to be dealt with. Now, you know, that that's probably not going to lead to a lengthy trial with a lot of testimony. I mean, uh, this, this could all be settled out of court or it could be done uh, in, in a far less high-profile circumstance than a criminal trial would require. But nonetheless, there, there's legal proceedings that have to play out here. And uh, unless he's exonerated in all 22 cases, there are going to be lingering uh, consequences for him and for the organization, uh, you know, likely suspension from the NFL at some point, and just uh, the perception of him individually and of the organization, whoever gets him, uh, for kind of overlooking uh, these very serious charges by a lot of people. And so so that there's a lot of baggage there, but on top of that, and you know, if people are interested, they can go read my column because there's a lot more explanation of my, my feelings here that then we're probably going to have time to get into. But he, you know, from a football standpoint, I don't think this makes sense. The, the, the reports are that the Texans are, are going to get three number ones, other draft assets, and one or more starting players. So... If the Saints make this trade, what they're saying is the difference between Jameis Winston and Deshaun Watson exceeds three number one draft choices, other draft assets, and at least one starting player. Is the gap football-wise between those two players that enormous? I don't think so. I think it's, no. it's a relatively close comparison. Yet Deshaun Watson's probably a little bit better player to this point. But it doesn't matter if you weaken your roster to such a degree that he doesn't have a playoff-caliber team around him. And right now the Saints are a playoff-caliber team, not to mention that they're mortgaging their future with the draft choices. So it doesn't make sense from a football standpoint. It doesn't make sense from a non-football standpoint. And on top of that, I don't know. You have Dennis Allen. He's yet to coach this team as a head coach, except for that one acting head coach game. Is, is he going to? He and Nicky Loomis going to get rid of one of the leaders of this team, a well-respected quarterback in Jameis Winston, to bring in the guy who's facing 22 charges? Is that going to be well received in the locker room? I, I, I don't know. It's it's it, less. It's a valid question. And, and I don't, you know, it's, look, the, the, the Saints are not afraid and Gail Benson's not afraid to take chances on guys that have have had issues in the past. Jameis had issues in the past at Florida State where he had to settle a civil lawsuit as well re, uh, pertaining to sexual assault. So it, it, it's not as if they're gun-shy when it comes to those things, not to mention I, I want to say uh, what's the a pass rusher's name that was facing uh, was actually in jail for sexual assault, and they actually uh, brought him back to the team. So it's not impossible, right, for them to uh, – they're not scared. They're, they're, they're usually not scared of those type of things. But this is, a, this is massive, right? 22, we're talking all those civil lawsuits. We're talking all that PR that you're going to have to deal with. It seems, a lot of, it seems like a lot. And then on the football side, 
you're going to have to make a decision on Jameis Winston. There's other teams in the league that are going to covet Winston because teams are you know desperately need for quality quarterbacks, either starters or backups. How long can the Saints kind of play roulette here with trying to wait on Watson before making a decision on bringing back Winston? Well, not long at all. In fact, I, I, and that's why I, if it were up to me, I would uh, I would have withdrawn the offer. I wouldn't have made the offer, but at this point I would have withdrawn the offer had I made it because uh, you, you got to make a move with Jameis Winston. His contract expired yesterday. You know, teams can have already been signing free agents. They've been negotiating since Monday. Uh, they, they could find themselves, you know, you hope they've communicated enough with Winston and his agent that uh, that they have a mutual understanding that they're both going to explore other options but keep each other in the loop. But it's still a tricky situation, and, you know, I, I just don't think they can continue uh, beyond today um, to pursue this Watson thing and expect that Jameis Winston's going to be there waiting for them. And then... If Winston leaves and they don't get Watson, then you're you're starting over with a Garoppolo trade or Baker Mayfield trade, or you're going to sign Marcus Mariota or whatever. You you could be left scrambling to find your starter at the most important position on the team. And yet, all of that is secondary. The the fallout, the main thing is this move that everything else is predicated upon is not the right move. So forget about it. Sign Jameis Winston and get back to work on other free agents. Wrapping up our conversation here with Les East of CrescentCitySports.com. He joins us here talking Saints, talking Pels. Let's get one more Saints question here. Uh, Les, what do you make of their move of bringing in uh, Marcus May? Uh, he's more of a thumper than a one-high safety like Marcus Williams was who left to go sign that massive $70 million deal with the Baltimore Ravens. He's also coming off an injury, and he is also possibly facing a suspension for a DWI. What do you make of the move the Saints made at safety? Well, it's obvious that they had you know their, their backup plans in place in case they lost Marcus Williams, which was always a, 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 poss- a distinct possibility. So I think they they came up with a pretty good player. There there are complicating issues there uh, that you mentioned, uh, and he's not exactly the same type of player as as uh, Williams, as you also mentioned. So I, I don't know that he's as good as Marcus Williams or is going to be as good, but I think he's an adequate replacement. You know, he played with some very bad teams with the Jets, so I think it's kind of difficult to gauge him. Marcus Williams was playing on a much better defense. So this guy, when you put him with the other Saints defenders around him, the whole team around him, you know, we may find that he's a better player than he was able to show with the Jets. So I think they did the best they could to replace Marcus Williams, but I'm not sure that there won't be a bit of a drop-off there. Yeah, and the Saints have traditionally done well by poaching Jets players. Uh, that's that's typically worked out fairly, uh, fairly well for them, especially in recent history. All right, but I'll get you out of here with one more quick one about the Pelicans. Uh, they are benefiting because the Lakers are imploding, not because they're winning more games than they're losing. Um, any concern that Bi not coming back 
you know, soon enough is going to hurt this team, even with the Lakers implosion. There's any concern whatsoever that the the Pelicans could possibly play their play their way out of making the play in tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is all uh, predicated, I think, on Brandon Ingram coming back soon, and he should be reevaluated um, this week. And in fact, Willie Green's going to talk in a couple of hours before they leave for San Antonio. So we may know more, but they're 3-16 and 16 without Brandon Ingram this season. So if he's not going to play a lot down the stretch, they're going to have trouble winning many games. Lakers haven't won a road game since January. Okay, Oof. and two-thirds of their remaining games are on the road. So what I would say is watch San Antonio. That's the one team behind them that could catch them. They play head-to-head twice beginning Friday in San Antonio. But even if the Spurs catch them, there's a good chance the Pelicans can catch the Lakers and wind up playing the Spurs in the 9-10 game. So I think their chances are pretty good as long as Brandon Ingram gets back on the court soon. And, of course, the ideal scenario is, is for the uh, not only for the Pelicans to make it, but for the Lakers to be in the top ten so that uh, the Pelicans get their number one draft choice, their lottery pick. So... Uh, I think that's what the ace in the hole is that the Lakers are sinking like a rock, and that's not going to change unless Anthony Davis gets back real soon. Les, appreciate your time, as always, and your insight, brother. Keep up the tremendous work there at ChristensCitySports.com, and we'll talk to you next week, bud. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, Raymond. we got to take a timeout. When we return here on RP3 and Company, we'll update the poll question of the day. And bring back one of our popular segments. To tweet or not to tweet makes its return. That's next, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Uh, time is running out if you want to golf with your boy right here, RP3, at next week's Lake Charles Championship. Here's the deal. You can win a dozen golf balls and a spot on the game foursome. That's right. You can golf with the big, bald, and beautiful one, RP3. That's me. In the Lake Charles Championship Pro-Am on Wednesday, March 23rd. To enter for a chance to win, simply text NUGGET to 68683 for a chance to golf with yours truly. That's right. That's NUGGET to 68683 for a chance to win the Golfing with RP3 contest presented by the game Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Poll question of the day. Which 12-5 upset do you think is going to happen? Producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. Where do we stand on our poll question of the day? What are the people saying? Were they swayed by your... Analytics, by your argument earlier when you decided that you were going to roll with Indiana to be the 12-5 upset because, you know, you're a bracketologist. You are our bracketologist on RP3 and Company. What are the people saying with their votes? Well, right now they are rolling with me. We have 33% for Indiana versus St. Mary. We have 29% for UAB versus Houston. And a tie of 19% between New Mexico State versus UConn and Richmond versus Iowa. So 
I think everyone's rolling with me. Salty Steve even messaged me and said he's rolling with me. And um, <laughs> The people love you. Robert Duplishan, he's running with me as well. So I think it's just me. Everyone loves me, so it's fine. Everyone loves you. They do. Have you heard one person complain about me yet? I'm just saying. That's what I know. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Oh, come on. Five names. What are you doing? You're killing it. That's what you're doing. You're killing it. You know what? We've had a lot going on, so we haven't been able to do one of our favorite segments between Five Names and I, and it's going to make its glorious comeback right now as we're broadcasting live from the golf course. It's time for a little to tweet or not to tweet. Tweet or not to tweet. They say you should think before you hit send. Hit that send button. Instead of send on the phone, I'm going to make a new phone. I want you all to buy it for me now. Help me out. I'm going to put Don't press it. As we know, so many do not. That's my bad. I was sending a tweet. But we're not complaining. It's time for Tweet or Not to Tweet on RP3 and Company. All right, let's get right to it here. I'm going to start things off five names. You brought a couple tweets to the table. I'm going to let you handle those. I'm going to bring the one. I'm going to talk about the ones that I brought to the table, and we're going to chop it up here. All right. You know, Tom Brady came back after being retired so briefly. I'm sure to the delight of the fighting Jamie Green. Now, but being retired for only a few months did inspire some commentary on the Twitter machine. Annie Agar said, things that lasted longer than Tom Brady's retirement. The MLB lockout. The new Batman movie. Pete Davidson in bed with Kim K. Big Ben running a quarterback draw. Antonio Brown getting off a field. And Urban Meyer coaching in the NFL. I'm just gonna give it up. That's a quality. That's just that's just a that's a quality tweet. That's a, that, that, that touches that touches I on can't. a slew of different topics. <laughs> they, they are so <laughs> the range is the unbelievable. Range, it's unbelievable. <laughs> she 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 is a champion. Um, Nikki Rushing said Tom Brady spent two months with his children and decided he'd rather be hit. <laughs> By 300-pound lineman. I think that tells me everything I need to know about having kids. <laughs> and Barstool Chief tweeted out, Giselle probably made Tom go to Target and Whole Foods on Sunday, and that was all it took <laughs> for him to decide that he didn't want him to decide that he Man, didn't want to. I see, the thing is, I am the unpopular percent of the women with Target. I don't I don't understand Target. It's, it's another store. That's it. I'd rather go to Walmart than go to Target. But I also don't like shopping at all. So. <laughs> yes, yes, we've established that. You're not, you're not a fan of shopping at all. And I got one more. It's not Tom Brady. Uh, this is uh, by uh, Saints to Death. Tweeted this out. Saints are going to trade for Deshaun Watson and piss off everyone in Louisiana. Then they're going to turn around and sign Jarvis Landry and the Honey Badger the next day. Loomis is actually Loki from the MCU. I like that tweet. I like that tweet. All right, girl, what you bringing to the table? Well, we had to start it off at the best tweet of the ones that I've sent you, and that is the lovely footage that I got yesterday (laughs) on the golf course of lovely RP3, our big, bald, and beautiful, as we (sighs) said, trying to find him on the golf course of its first tee of the, uh, I believe it was the sixth hole, and it went a hole 14 and a half feet forward. It went up. It came to be, straight to back be down. Fair, to be fair, it was on a slope. And 
to be fair, I'm all flat golf. So there you go. Yeah, that yeah. was. Of course, you finally find <laughs> find me, and it's not anything I do well. Now you did catch photographic evidence of me trying to get the birdie putt, and it hit it it, it, it hit the flag, and I, I hit it a little too hard. But yes, of course, the the video <laughs> that you would be sharing on social media would be me uh, topping my ball and only hitting it 14 feet on an incline. Yes. So thank you for if, that five names. Thank you, you for like always being it, there to keep it, me humble. It is on our uh, Twitter. I, I it saw is it. on our Facebook. <laughs> and I also put it on TikTok. I also oh. on mine because I didn't realize that I was not on our TikTok. I was on my own personal one. So oh. it's there too. Oh, there it is. There it is. Thank you so much. So, Thank you so much for that. Then we go to uh, Andrew Juge from the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Who's Our actually friend Andrew on Juge. yesterday. Love him. One of my favorite uh, guests we have on. And it's he retweeted a tweet from around the NFL. It says, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll commends Colin Kaepernick for staying in game-ready shape. Says he deserves another chance, but not sure if he would be settling in Seattle. Andrew then goes, Pete Carroll, and end quote, Somebody should do the right thing, but it will not be me. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. I'm, I, I like, I I like that I one. Him. I like uh, that. Then I we like have uh, Jeff Duncan says, I'd like to thank Sean Payton for single-tweetedly blowing up my timeline for the past 17 hours. <laughs> and someone even went later on and actually tweeted in, on his tweet and said, ah, oh, uh, and then it's just a picture, and it's of Sean Payton's Twitter, and it says, "At Sean Payton blocked you." <laughs> oh, that's I like that. I, I like that, that a lot. I he's do, just I do trying his hardest, and no one's like, "No, leave me alone." And I then do love that. The, I am fi- one more. We got one yes, more. Five the names. final one is uh, from the lovely Wheel of Fortune, and uh, at Cole comma Scott puts this week's feather in your cap, and it's a lovely thing, and it's a whole thing about what you're doing. It has only one letter left after the first guy goes, and the lady continues. This would be renting a paddle boat, and she can't get the letter L. She then says M and W and R, but I'm like, ma'am, it's it's one letter left. <laughs> if you can't figure out what that word is based on everything around it, I'm unsure. We can't help you with anything. <laughs> How you even got here is an amazing thing. Yes. Oh, see? It's been gone for a few weeks, but gladly, we, we we proudly brought it back, our weekly segment, to tweet or not to tweet. That's going to do it for this week's segment. we got to take a timeout. When we return, the executive director of the Chittabacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Miss Tross, our good friend Danny Jones, will join us live here in the trailer to talk about the tournament. The fog is beginning to lift here on the course Sunshine is coming through, and we're going to have first-round action starting here shortly. Danny is going to join us live to talk all about that. we got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on RP3 and Company, everyone is apparently part of the game family. Brother, 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 brother. Seriously, how many brothers does Ray have? Good morning to you, brother. Back to Ray and all of his brothers right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 years of or older to play, physically present in Louisiana. Availability does vary by parish. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. While we wait on Chittimacho, Louisiana, open executive director Danny Jones to arrive, let's check in on our poll question of the day. That's why I'm sitting like this. If you're watching us on the simulcast on Stadium or on LUS Fiber 3230, there's a chair here. See, this is my hand. There's a chair here. Danny will be sitting next to me. I went ahead and moved over to make that happen. Right now, it's just me and my imaginary friend. But Danny will arrive soon. But let's check in on that poll question of the day, shall we? <laughs> we asked you, 12-5 upsets, NCAA tournament. Now that we got the first four out of the way, the tourney is going to ramp up today with a full slate of action. And there's always, obviously, always a 12-5 upset. We wanted to hear from you. Which 12-5 upset are you picking in the men's basketball tournament for the NCAA? Is it Indiana versus St. Mary's? That's what RP3 and Company's bracketologist Hannah Five Names picked. She liked Indiana over St. Mary's as the 12-5 upset. New Mexico State over UConn. That's been a very trendy one while people are filling out their brackets. Richmond taking on Iowa. Spiders versus Hawkeyes. Or is it the Blazers of UAB taking on Texan and Acadiana's very own Houston Cougars? Houston Cougars are coming off that great tournament run just a year ago. Well, right now, 36% of you say Indiana over St. Mary's. 28% say UAB versus Houston. And tied for third with 18% of pieces, New Mexico State over UConn and Richmond versus Iowa. Keep voting on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll update that with our final segment of the day. And joining me now is the busiest man out here on the golf course. I can guarantee you that. The man who's busier than most. Our good friend, the one and only, Mr. Danny Jones. Danny, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning to you. <laughs> have you slept at all this week? I have. <laughs> I'm glad you did because I think you need it, my friend. It's uh, it's been a, it, look. It's a long and challenging week. We say that every year, but yeah, it's always that way. <clears throat> but it's it's a labor of love, and a lot of good stuff happens because of these seven days. And people always say you work all year on this tournament, and the answer is yes. But it's rewarding. It's tiring. You know, once we make the calendar flip to January 1st, it's, you know, it, it, it's crazy chaos getting it set up and getting everything done the last three months. But to see the 
the fruits of our labor and everybody that's a volunteer and the sponsors of their money to see it all come together this week is a lot of fun. You talked a little bit about it in the presser yesterday, but I want you to revisit that while we have some time is, you know, two years ago, you're forced to cancel the tournament the week of you, you actually called me and you're like, it's off. And I, I remember getting that, that phone call. And then last year you have the tournament back, but no fans, no spectators. Right. Right, and it was a weird feeling walking around on the golf course because there were times if you were in between pairings, you were like, you didn't realize there was a tournament going on because it was quiet because you didn't have the spectators, you didn't have the fans. Now we're back, right? People are coming, full spectators. You got the grandstands draped in the red, looks sensational. What's the feeling for you just to, after having it canceled two years ago and then last year no fans, what's it like to kind of be back to pre- pandemic normalcy out here it's kind of odd to say you know to to put it mildly because it's been three years since we've had normal tournament and, and look there's a lot of people that getting back to normal hasn't been the easiest you know there's still people that you know or have some concerns or they have their own you know people have their own situations or their own dynamics of why things are the way they are during the pandemic. And a lot of things change for, for so many organizations, so many people, so many companies, so many countries, whatever it may be on March 12th, 2020. And, and so to, to think back that we're now in year three of this pandemic, look, I didn't know what to expect on March 12th of 2020 no. and never in my wildest dreams did I think we would still be affected by it in 2021. I really thought it was going to be, you know, two, three, four weeks and this was this would go away and everything would get back to normal. And maybe I was naive and maybe I was in the majority. I'm not sure which one. Some people, you know, not really sure. Well, uh, no one, but to be fair, no one knew what to what to expect, right? It was everything was just so fluid. We had no idea what to expect. I mean, you I mean, even the week of you're like, well, maybe we're gonna be able to play and then it got canceled and then last year, no fans. So I mean that no one expected what happened and what occurred you know i think what i personally took from the pandemic and i think a lot of people are in, in the same boat that i've you know that i've talked to or the circles that we run with or whatnot is one we took a lot for granted yeah as human beings and and look i think that's human nature i don't think it's being disrespectful to life or anything you know along those lines i just think that we Look, we go about our everyday life and, you know, nothing, nothing's really going to change and the seasons change, but, but life doesn't change. And so it, it's, and it gave us an opportunity to slow down, maybe not desired, but, you know, I, I remember my oldest daughter saying, when we talked to him about the things, what did you like about the pandemic? What didn't you like about the pandemic? And, and talk through it. Cause it was a different time for, for kids and, mm -hmm. and friends and, and she said, I liked how we weren't running to events every day of the week and, you know, the, the hustle and bustle of life. And I said to myself, and I said out loud after the fact, I said, we need to remember that and, yeah. and, and slow down when, when things do open up. We didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's just easy to get back into your routine of yeah. life. And, you know, and again, I, I think two years ago, I think we all maybe were humbled a little bit by things we took for granted. And a golf tournament was one of them that we probably took for granted. Like, why would this never happen you right. know, without going away or sponsorships, but never with the situation that it was. So to get back this week <clears throat> is, uh, is something that I've been looking forward to for, for 24 plus months. 
and it's been an incredible sales year. I said that yesterday. I've said that a, yeah. a lot of times. A lot of people in this community have understood it, understand the importance of this event, the amount of money we give away to charity, great economic impact. Uh, you know, there's there's been a lot made about, you know, bringing back the biggest professional sporting event in Acadiana, and that's really not what's important. Uh, the importance is is to make a difference through our charitable giving and then thank our sponsors and our volunteers and, you know, some cannot write a check. They can give of their time. They donate of their time. And that's just as valuable as the corporation that can write a five, ten, twenty thousand dollar check. And we're appreciative of both of them. But an opportunity for, for us all to, to get back together, see the bigger picture of, of what's going on here and, and appreciate what was probably the little things in life yeah. just 24 short months ago. <clears throat> Had fog this morning, but it's lifted. Thankfully, first round is up and running. Um, we're going to have beautiful weather all weekend, so it looks like we're going to get blessed with that. Uh, How does it feel right now that the tournament is up and running? You go through all the extra events, everything that you guys have to go through, getting prepared, but now you got golfers gearing up, getting on the course, starting their round. Anytime you experience a delay on Thursday or Friday, and we had about a 50-minute delay this morning, is not good because it will. we will probably not finish round one today. Correct. Just the way the, where we fall on the calendar – Sun up, 7.20, first tee time. I mean, the sun is setting at 7.20, 7.30. Can't play much golf after that. So the the last tee time is scheduled to finish at 7.20-ish, but you push that back 50 minutes, 8.10, we probably won't finish. And then we are expecting weather through the night. Who? let's just pray it ain't as bad as it was Monday night because that, uh, that was severe weather oh, Monday man. night for a couple of hours. And, you know, that affects parking, which is the, a logistical nightmare because you're parking in a field and you have mud and, you know, there's elements that you can't control. We have been blessed with great weather yesterday. Yes. Which I – hold on. How did it go? How did it go? How was it? Oh, the Pro-Am. The Pro-Am. See, see I, was trying to, I was trying to steer our conversation away from that, but you, you of course, brought it. So, first time ever playing look, in a Pro-Am, by the way. My Pro – you're a Pro. Yes. You play with Nunez. Yes. He's always so good. He came and told me, he said, man, I, that RP guy, <laughs> he said, I'm glad he's not teeing it up Thursday morning. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice uh, – you know, his caddy actually gave me a tip, which was the cool, the coolest thing. Because <laughs> I, come I, back. I, I'm, I'm struggling, yeah. He said he, – he comes up and he goes, your uh, swing is, is too long, too long, too long. Compact, compact. I said, I said, okay, all right, all right, thank you. And it's true. It is true. It's true. My, my swing is, is, is way too long. No, it was uh, a, a great uh, a great time. I was talking about it earlier, Danny, is covering the event, I guess it's, I guess it's about six or seven years now, walking the course, you know, writing down notes as a newspaper guy and then as a radio guy. You know, watching it is one thing, but actually walking, actually playing the course whole different like I have a whole nother appreciation for what those guys have to go through for the four days because it's like oh man it's just certain but I, I I did have an opportunity at birdie and it was 11 and my putt was too hot and the pin was still left in and it hit the pin and bounced right out and I was like oh that was that was, my, that was my one chance of glory and I had one good drive I drove it like 213 yards and uh I I felt really good about myself it was the I, Ironically, the only drive that I hit in the fairway all day, <laughs> all day. But no, we we had uh, a ton of fun, and I love the uh, the fact that you guys put that on. And you have two proams. You had the one in the morning, and you had the one in the afternoon. It is uh, a ton of fun, and also 
the Taste of the South event. My wife and I went to that on uh, Tuesday night there at Park International. That was fantastic as well. You guys. Did you go home hungry yesterday? I did not. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Did you have some crawfish corn box shoe? And oh, some, yeah. We, we had uh, the a, a, chops. Yeah, the a, a Bears had their, their corn box shoe out there, and they had the pork, yeah. It was so funny. They were like, hey, who, who wants ribs? <laughs> yeah. And then you see the caddy get the rib, and he's like, hey, coming back through, because we went right back through, and he's like, I'm, I'm taking grab another one. He's going to take another one. Um, I, I say this, and I, I don't say this just because you're sitting next to me, and, and, and you and I, have known each other for a while. I've covered PGA Tour events. I've covered Zurich Classic. I've covered the Shell Houston Open. And I've covered many tours as well. You guys do a fantastic job of putting on this event. I know it's not you. I know it's just not you. It's your team and a, and a slew of volunteers. Take a moment to, to, to just talk about how this event, how you're able to do it because of the help of all those volunteers. Sometimes I don't know. Because <laughs> it, you know, it can be organized chaos um, from the inside looking out, and as long as from the outside looking in, you can't tell. That's that's when we have succeeded, I guess you could say. But you know, we're a paid staff of two. We have a little bit of operational help for the last couple of weeks before the tournament comes. And but the the, the board, Louisiana Open Tournament Working Board, not the executive board that you know verifies and does stuff but the opportunity of those people to come out they're doing stuff for this week and before in preparation that they wouldn't do at their own house they're not taking clubs out of their own car they're not sweeping floors they're not doing this they, they probably don't want to be seen doing it here because then they probably would have an expectation <laughs> to be having it done at home but, but again it's a humbling week and, and i hear the music playing in the background it's a humbling week it's a rewarding week it's a tiring week it's every positive adjective you could give, especially when we're blessed with good weather. It's a it's a community effort. It's the board. It's the volunteers. It's the sponsors. They're both the lifeblood. We couldn't do it without volunteers. If we had sponsors and we couldn't do it without sponsors, if all we had was volunteers. And it's really, you know, when I get to this point and we get ready to crank it up and have fun, the word, the word of the week for me is humbling because there's a lot of people that get behind this event. And they'll do things out of the ordinary to help us make sure this happens and the difference is made to about the, to the tune of about $200,000 this week to, to local Amazing. nonprofits and organizations. Danny, appreciate your time as always, brother. Keep up the tremendous work. we got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up today's show, get you set up for Kevin Foote and Footnotes. That's all next right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Hook them. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Which 12-5 upset are you picking in the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament? 36% of you went with 
Indiana over St. Mary's. 28% said UAB over Houston. And 18% apiece said New Mexico State over UConn and Richmond over Iowa. I want to thank all of our guests, Danny Jones, John Marques, and Les East. That'll do it for us today. For the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, I'm RP3. Until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Footnotes and Kevin Foote is up next.